Welcome to These Fertile Grounds, a podcast dedicated to planting the seeds that inspire women to pursue authentic, purposeful, and fulfilling careers. I am your host and career coach, Zainab Kahira. Symphony Laster Yancey, the creative director of Rooney, a luxury resort wear brand established in 2017, is a Georgia-based fashion designer with roots in Michigan. Holding a Bachelor of Fine Arts from Georgia State University, she has curated art shows for various organizations, including City of Ink Art Gallery. Currently, she serves as the Graphic Arts Director at FAM USA. Everyone, please join me in welcoming Symphony Laster Yancey. Hello, Symphony. Hi, Zainab. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for asking and having me. I'm super excited to Of course, of course. So uh, everybody has heard uh, Symphony's uh, background a little bit through me sharing her bio, but I wanted to share how I know her. So do you know I mentioned you were 17? Yes. (laughs) You always mention that. Do I really? Because you know what it is? It's like, I just look at you all kind of like... um, not my children, but like a younger sibling, even with my younger s- sibling, I still have moments when I'm like, I remember when you were five, you mm-hmm. know? So, so, but it, it's such a rewarding feeling to watch somebody's growth and trajectory. And mm-hmm. so, um, because you were like, of all the people I've known, like you were the youngest in like your age when I met you, mm-hmm. um, it's been even more rewarding to just see you grow and evolve into the woman you are now. And I still pinch myself that you're married and you've been married for what, like five years now at this point, yeah, five years next week. <laughs> um, so I wanted to have you here because, um, well, Symphony's story, uh, her career story has been just more remarkable. And I'll share like my view of you from the outside. Um, just someone who was willing to take a risk, knew they had a talent um, and really wanted to leverage it, right? And really wanted to build um, their dream around it. And that takes so much courage because we all, we both know a bunch of people who are really talented at things and they're just not using it because of a lot of fear and, and other factors involved. And so I, I, I genuinely love that you have been over the years, just investing and investing and investing in yourself. So I would love for you to just kind of share um, just kind of the origins of your career and what got you to where you are now. And I'll obviously share more about your your, your company and things like that. <laughs> yeah, of course. So hmm, where do I start? It's really a long story. I, I had a revelation, actually, after watching the Barbie movie <laughs> last oh. So I'll tell you about that because it has to kind of do with my career. Um, Mm -hmm. I looked up, I remember like as a child playing a Barbie fashion designer game. Mm -hmm. And so I, after the movie, I just kind of looked it up. Like when did this game come out? And it came out, I think in like 1999 or 2000 Mm. or something like that. So at that point I was like eight or nine years old. Um, But I used to love that game. I would be obsessed with it. And then, when I was like a preteen, of course, that was the era of like Next Top Model and mm-hmm. Project Runway. And I was just always super fascinated with fashion and clothing. 
um, no matter what. I'm from Flint, Michigan, so I'm from a small town in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Like, we have our Mm -hmm. own sense of, like, style and what's going on. But, like, the bigger, you know, glitz and glam of it all is not really a part of that culture. Um, And when I decided, so when I decided to go to college, I was like, I'm either going to go to SCAD, which is Savannah College of Art and Design, which is like really super expensive private school. Mm -hmm. But of course I wanted to be a designer or I could go to Georgia state um, to start and just kind of get my recs out of the way and then eventually transfer to SCAD. So that was like Mm -hmm. my thought process when I was 17, figuring out where I was going to go to college. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up at Georgia state Mm -hmm. and throughout, I think it was either right after I had joined the sorority I had a conversation with Izzy Mm -hmm. and she was like, what do you want to do? Because I was like, well, I was thinking about transferring to SCAD, but it's just so expensive. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. Um, So I'm either going to do like fashion journalism. I'll study journalism at Georgia State or there's a textiles program at Georgia State that I could do. And she said, you need to do textiles. (laughs) She said, whatever, (laughs) she said, whatever you want to, if you want to be a designer, you need to know as much as you can about um, that craft, even if it's Mm -hmm. not actually design. Mm -hmm. So she was the one that encouraged me to pursue uh, an art degree. And I was about a semester behind. So Georgia State, you know how they work, Mm -hmm. but they Mm -hmm. used to have these like freshman learning communities and there was no art one. So I just kind of had like, a basic freshman year. Of course, after I graduated, they finally developed like a freshman course for art students so that you could mm-hmm. like be on time with the mm-hmm. other art students. But I started studying art like my second year. So I was a year behind. Um, but throughout like being in the, the sorority and everything that we were doing, I was taking three studio classes at once to try and like catch up, which they were like, you never do that. But I was like, whatever. Um, <laughs> I took like three studio classes and they were still just like, you can't, you can't um, do this. Like you can't apply for the major until you have, like until you're at a certain point. And so I, I had to stay an extra year at school because I still had to apply like at the same time, even if I had the number of courses under mm-hmm. my, um, under my study. And I was doing, I wanted to do a marketing minor. So I was taking like marketing classes and econ classes and stuff. And they were like, we don't care about that. You can't do a BFA and a marketing minor. Don't know why, but I had a lot of like, marketing experience from taking mm-hmm. those classes of course being in the sorority i had a lot yeah. of like uh, i had a business mindset yeah um, for sure just learn how to operate and work with groups and talk to people mm-hmm. you know, i always had a business mindset and then i had like my creativity over here and i feel like a lot of artists they don't mix like unless you yeah. mix them yourself it's like your art you're creative you're drawing you know and you're just you just figure it out they're not going to yeah. tell you how to market it. They're not going to tell yeah. you how to keep a job. They're not going to show you about professional development. It's all about what are you making? Does it make sense? Like, what does it mean? Is it meaningful to you? Um, here's color theory. Here's the, the tools. 
and you go and just go out into the world. But because mm. I had like that business background and I chose to join a sorority at such a young age, like I always had a certain professionalism and business acumen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was in the textiles program, it really, it allowed me to be freer as an artist than I imagined, especially, and as a designer, of course I was taught to be an artist, to make things that are meaningful and, you know, are important to me, but I was, but I wanted to be a designer. So I learned Mm -hmm. like the skills, like I learned how to sew, I learned how to design graphic design on the computer and, Mm -hmm. you know, surface design and different techniques. And like, I learned the technical aspect of it, but it was never like, this is to be a designer. This is to make art. Um, but I got an opportunity to intern with a fashion designer. I think it was my senior year, maybe right Mm -hmm. before my senior year. And that was a really crazy experience. She was a new designer. Um, She had just graduated from BRISD, which is a Rhode Island school of design. She was from Atlanta. She moved back to Georgia and she was having like her first fashion show um, at the W. And we worked together. I learned a lot about like pattern making and more of the actual, like, this is for designing clothing type Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And we had a good relationship. It ended on a sour note. (laughs) It's a long story. I'm not going to get into it. But she took me to Fashion Week. So it was the first time I was ever able to go to Fashion Week. Um, It was in 2013. New York? Yes, in New York. And that was, um, it was a... It was an interesting experience for me because that's when I realized the difference between like what I was learning in school, which is like to make art for art's sake versus like fashion, which is an industry to make clothing to sell to people. And it's like a classist sort of system. Like when you're in art school, you're very introspective. You're thinking about the meaning of everything. And when you're in an industry, it's just kind of like, who do you know? It's it's like very celebrity driven. Yeah. It's not yeah. Really driven by like, what does this mean? Or yeah. the impacts. And if it is, it's just like on a smaller scale. So that experience, even though like I had fun in New York, I was like, I don't know if I necessarily want to be a part of an industry that is very classist and very mm-hmm. um like celebrity focus and superficial when mm-hmm. I was coming from a place with like such compassion and meaning. So when I graduated, I just wanted to get a job. <laughs> so I started, yeah. um, I got a job at uh, Goldman Sachs and I was doing administrative assistant work and I was being paid really well and, you know, living life, but I was still just unfilled because I wasn't doing anything creative. So then I started to um, curate my own art shows um, Mm -hmm. just to help other artists have a platform and have access to um, things that will help like their CV. Artists have CVs. So like you need CVs, you need to have art show experience. So that was something that I planned and put together and it was a good experience. I enjoyed it. I got to get back into art making while outside of school, which is really hard to do when you're working. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I got to make art that I wanted to make and then show it to people. And it was always clothing influence. There's, it was always wearable or it was personal to me as a Black woman mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. experience. 
And then I met um, this celebrity. I don't even want to call him a celebrity tattoo artist because he's not a tattoo artist to the celebrities, but he yeah. is a celebrity, celebrity. Okay. tattoo He's artist. well known. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, in Atlanta. And I worked with him at his galleries for a year, just volunteer work. Um, and that was very cutthroat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was a very cutthroat experience. But again, I learned a lot and I love like Atlanta's art scene and Atlanta's art culture. It's very mm-hmm. special. It's yeah. unique. Um, it's diverse. Um, yeah. And so yeah. just having that experience and like meeting those people was just good for me overall. And around the time, I'm trying to think. So in 20... 20- 17 i met well in 27 me and ruby met in 2015 but in mm-hmm. 2017 she was um doing stylist she was working full-time at like nordstrom's or something mm-hmm. and yeah. she will always go to like the boutiques and fibs trying to find stuff and she was just like this stuff is so expensive but it's not original it's not quality like i don't really you know i don't really know if this is something that i want to invest in and i was mm-hmm. like well you know we could we could do it we can have our own. We have our own brand. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Um, and so, 2017 is when we officially like got our LLC, got started. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she was transferred to Puerto Rico, and yeah, I, I was about that. to get married. So we kind of put that on pause so I could focus on like getting married, and she would be in um Puerto Rico. But mm-hmm. we still kind of did slow things. But then I think, I think in 2017, the place where I'm currently employed reached out to me and was like, hey, are you interested in a position? And I was like, yes, I'm interested. Asked, they told me what the money was. And I was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm getting married. Like, I got a wedding to pay for. This is yeah. not time uh, <laughs> for a pay cut. Uh-huh. And me and now my current boss at the time we would play like phone tag with each other and just Mm -hmm. she'd be like okay well you can do freelance you can do whatever works for you and i'll reach out to her like hey do you have any freelance work and she wouldn't get back to me and so we were playing tag for a long time and then right after i got married in 2018 like i was i was actively looking for a new job because i was like I'm just not fulfilled in this place. It's so stressful and I'm not doing anything like with my mm-hmm. life. I'm doing all of that outside of it. Um, yeah. So I, I, and I was married. And so Brent was really supportive of me, like yeah. transitioning careers at that point too. Yeah. Um, so I called her one day or text or emailed her or something. She was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for somebody come in and interview. So I came and I interviewed, they offered me more money, not as yeah. much as I wanted, but it was more yeah. than what they were offering at first. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. And I hadn't really heard from her. I think that was like an, it was literally like a week or two after I got married in August and I hadn't heard from her until like the end of September. Mm. So I really didn't know if I had a job. Like when we interviewed, it sounded yeah. like it. But I really didn't know. Um, and then she was like, "Yeah, I want you to start in two weeks." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so <laughs> I left the comfort of my uh, stable finance job mm-hmm. to go work at this fashion manufacturing company. And um, yeah, my life has been that ever since. And mm-hmm. they've been really integral in like what we've done at Rooney. Mm-hmm. 
just from the start from like selling t-shirts to like selling wholesale to like now we're we're completely 100% our own products. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they've been really supportive. Um, my boss is like a mentor to me and just like helping me figure all of this out. Um, wow. So I, I wanted got- to... I wanted to ask, um, cause you stopped at, you know, your current job, but, um, so 2017, the concept happened, uh, Ruby moved to Puerto Rico. She moved back in like what, 20, 2018, 20, 20, she was supposed to be there. She was still there in 2020, but then the pandemic happened yeah. and they closed, um, her location. So she moved back to Miami and uh-huh. then I think maybe a, Officially in 2021, she moved back to Atlanta. But okay. in 2020, she was in Miami. Okay. And then in 2021, she moved back to Atlanta. But you all at that point had launched because I remember seeing your products out there. When when were the, when was the first release of products for you all? October 2019. 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we started off like the very first launch. Maybe it was a mix. It was a mix of shirts, like t-shirts, mm-hmm. a manifest yeah, t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and then we had some wholesale items that we purchased from other vendors. So we were doing like, it was an actual. Okay. At that point. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 All right. But now what is your, what's included in your product line? Cause you, cause you oh, have yes. a lot we've been of through, <laughs> We've been through so many pivots. Um, yeah. but I think we have found, um, our purpose as a brand and like, our niche. Mm-hmm. So we, we, of course, we launched in October, 2019. We had like those wholesale items and those were doing okay. People were supporting it. Um, and then the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and then we went to loungewear cause everybody was at home and that mm-hmm. went really well. But mm-hmm. at the time, um, at work, me and my boss were kind of working on, um, some original designs. So mm-hmm. that this dress, that green dress was the first Yes. Yeah. That dress is, that is, I've seen that dress in a lot of places and it looks good. Yes. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, yes. everybody who wears it, it very it's, well designed um, structurally. It's a really good, really pretty dress. Yeah. Yeah. So that one we have been working on. I think we, I think I started working on it in like November night, 2019. Oh, and then I had a trip in 2020 before the pandemic. So that was done for that trip. Um, and then another dress, which was mm-hmm. pink because it was for me, but we integrated <laughs> that into the line, um, okay. as, as green. So we had like two dresses and then we had some swimsuits, but those swimsuits were things that we purchased from other vendors and, um, right. retail. So we right. didn't have any original swimsuit designs. And right. so that was good. The, you know, everybody say everybody made money in 2020, but li- <laughs> Everybody did make money in 2020 businesses. In yeah. Life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 20, especially 20, retailers, because all we could do was eat in a shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So 2020 was really good. Um, so we just continue to use the money that we made to invest in the brand. And mm-hmm. we, we did a athletic wear collaboration. Um, Ruby is really into fitness. Yeah. And my sister is really into fitness and mm-hmm. the company that I work for is athletics is their specialty. Um, they gotcha. do a lot of 
of everything else, but athletics mm-hmm. is their specialty. So it was kind of like, well, let's just, you know, let's make some fitness wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't go as well as I wanted it to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a part of it, the journey. Yeah, yeah, just finding out, like, just finding things out. Because I think people do spend money on athletics, but it's mostly women. And it's yeah. like, they have to know, like, Gymshark, Lululemon, they got a chokehold on yeah. the market. So, yeah, they do. Um, yeah, so we pivoted off of that. And I don't know, maybe... Hmm, at some point, I was like, let's just do resort wear. I don't know when it was, but somewhere in between 2021 and 2022, yeah. I was like, let's just, you know, just, just do resort wear. I love vac- being on vacation. I'm always taking pictures when I'm on vacation. Like, mm-hmm. that. that's what gives me the most inspiration. Yeah. And I feel like I feel more at peace about being able yeah. to sell it. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we decided at the end of 2021 to like, okay, we're going to do our own swimsuits. We already have mm-hmm. some dresses um, right. in, in, in the process. Yeah. So, that's how so we you would say now that. your, your, the general um, theme of your work, your, your uh, clothing is resort wear. Yes. Yeah. I can totally see it. Your clothing has such a beautiful, uh, beachy vibe and it does make you feel like you know you know you're going to dinner you know on the beach in Miami or you know you're you know on some Caribbean beach you know hanging out right exactly. that's really good. I, I love that um a couple of things I was writing notes because you sh- you shared so much thank you so much for that but um first thing that came up for me was um I love how you talked about it was a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially with entrepreneurs, um, they internalize their failures. And sometimes that causes them to um, just a jump ship altogether. Like they don't try to see it through, you know? So like when, when you... Like when the athlete, the athletic line didn't go through, like when certain lines didn't work out, like how did you, how did you keep the momentum going? Like, how did you not get discouraged? I just pushed through. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's like the, the theme of my life is just like, you know, it sounds corny, but it's like you, you can't give up. Um, And you just have to just try. I mean, I always tell my business partner and my husband, like, I'm not going to be satisfied unless I try everything that I could possibly try. So, um, the athletic thing, like it was good in theory, but the execution wasn't really, it didn't yield us the results that we were looking for. So, you know, let's just try something else. Like it's not, the end of the world because we do have products that sell i.e the stress yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is Listen. Um, yeah. and other things so it's like these things you know they're the highest quality um we don't have any issues with them we pretty much have like a 100 percent success rate so i just focused on what was going well and what do we do well and it's yes. okay to kind of like phase things out and yeah. and and 
pay attention to what your audience or what your customer base is giving you. And I mean, I think too, especially when you're first starting out, a lot of your customers are your friends, your family, and they don't want to give you honest feedback. No. Um, <laughs> right. I need honest feedback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people do give us honest feedback. Some people, you know, they're not as vocal about it, but that helps you get better. Like I had, oh my gosh, quite recently, actually, I had one of the most worst experiences, customer experiences mm. Um, mm. in my career. Mm. And I say I wanted to give up, but mm. I was just like, this sucks really, really bad. Yeah. But it taught me a lot. Um, and something my boss always says is like, okay, so what did you learn? Like whenever you make a mistake, yeah. what did you learn? Yeah. Um, so that you just have, everything is a learning experience. Like mm-hmm. it may be a bad experience, maybe a loss, but at the end of the day, like what did you learn and how are you going to move forward from that? And so I yeah. think that's, that's kind of how I proceed every day with moving forward with the business. Yeah. And I, I use the term trial and error, but I've kind of reframed it as trial and reflection. And you Mm -hmm. articulated that like, um, a lot of it's just about what can we learn from each situation? And then also like different situations have a purpose Mm -hmm. and those purpose, that purpose can be fulfilled. And then it's time for us to move on to the next thing. Right. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that, that, that situation can be really short, like a real one-off. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I received everything I was supposed to receive from this. Let's keep moving, you know? Something else that I, that you said that I that I really loved, um, and I think sometimes people struggle with this because we do live in a very visual age, so we're seeing so much online, social media, and so a lot of times we feel like we have to cater to our audience, and that is important, but I think when you are driving a product or a service, you have to start with yourself. I, mm-hmm. I, I often tell my clients, like, you're your first customer. So I love that for you, you use that, that the, the joy and the love of vacationing as your inspiration for your, you know, for your line so that it, you said something like, um, I don't know if you said, I felt safe or I felt comfortable mm-hmm. making products like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk me through a little bit just, um, just a little bit more like what made you decide to just do what you wanted to do? Because I think there's a level of authenticity in that too. That's the other thing I wanted to tie in. You know, being your true authentic self is also creating, you know, things that align with you, right? And being and being okay with that. Yes. I think that, um, hmm, let me see. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, every, it's like everybody loves being on vacation. Yeah. But I am like a, like a, I love going to the beach. Um, mm-hmm. Really doesn't matter. Any, I mean, I have my favorite beaches, but like mm-hmm. as long as I'm near the ocean or a golf mm-hmm. or whatever, like I feel just so relaxed and so calm. And I think it's easier to, um, get into a creative mindset when you're not so, you know, worried about everything else that's going on. Um, Something too, that I always 
did as a part of my creative process was just like take pictures of nature in nature. Mm. Um, I'm always inspired by like trees and flowers and all different kinds of stuff like that. And so, of course, you get the most vibrant colors um, in those tropical settings. But I mean, I've even taken trees like in the Chattahoochee Forest. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm just always inspired by like what God has created in the, in the, you know, naturally. So that is a big thing for me in my like creative and design process is just like what is naturally occurring like within the world mm-hmm. um or on earth and yeah um yeah so that that's kind of where i come from in the resort aspect and my family always say oh my god symphony you're so good at planning trips you should be a travel agent and i'm like <laughs> No, I'm good at planning trips for myself. Yes, <laughs> there's a difference. Yes, like, I just like to have a good time. I like things to be yeah. easy. I don't like things to be stressful, especially when I'm on vacation. So, like, yeah, that's you know, and it's again, that's that's where I feel comfortable sharing when you when you have a um when you have a business, you have to be online. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You have to be online. So, like, what do I feel most comfortable sharing with people is just like beautiful things. I used to have this, um, I used to have this quote on my Instagram bio, I think on my artist Instagram bio, Mm because it would be funny in school. Mm -hmm. My teacher would say, like, Symphony, you make such pretty things. Like, and it's kind of derogatory, but in an affectionate way, especially when you're in art school, like you don't want to always be making like cutesy stuff. But I was like, no, like that's just me. Like I just like beautiful things. I like beautiful sunsets. I like beautiful flowers. Like yeah. I I always said like my name is Symphony and I make pretty things. Like (laughs) listen, that's how but you I love how you repurposed it, right? Like you you repurpose it to be your own. I oh there's a question I was gonna ask you. Um oh yeah. So when you are on the beach or near water or nature, do you, um, is, is that a space? Like, do you, are you able to take a sketch pad and sit on the beach and like create and things like that? Or is it like I, after you've left your, you it's more after, um, uh-huh. I make sure that I, I'm definitely always taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So, um, that definitely helps. I think this actual last collection, mm-hmm. the color scheme came from um a trip to jamaica in 2021 and i was taking pictures of like really vibrant hibiscus flowers that were like bright pink and yellow and orange and all this so that came from those um Mm -hmm. those things and i've sketched like i was sketching the airport i've done that before um and just different ideas. But when I'm when I'm on vacation, I try not to think about work. Work. Yeah, that's true. Because now it's that. work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, it sounds like you just also just when you're take you, you get a creative inspiration, but you also just capture it in the best way that you can and then go revisit it. Right. For the future. And I and I and I like that. And, and right. listening to you, um I had two parents who they both went to Pratt which is an art school in New York. Mm -hmm. And my dad went the architecture route and my mom went the um, fashion design design route. 
And when you were, there's so many things you were sharing that reminded me of her. Cause like, for instance, um, she also, she also would do um, art. Uh, she would paint. And um, when I was a kid and she had to do like, like a piece of artwork, or even if she was sewing clothes, cause she's so close. I remember she would be up late at night and she used to tell me that that was when she felt the most, um, like spiritually, she felt the most inspired. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when you were talking about being at the beach and, and it reminded me of just like, as artists, you have to tap into that, that source, that place that, you know, that allows you to be open to receive the creativity mm-hmm. and the inspiration um, mm-hmm. instead of necessarily feeling like you have to force it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's less about, I got to make this design. And it's more about, I have to be in a space of uh, openness and peace so that mm-hmm. the design can come to me. And I really feel like art, I mean, anything creative, I believe is divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, 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 where else is it going to come from? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Where else, you know? So I, I, um, so I just, when you were sharing that, I really, really love that. But I wanted to go back to a couple things. So you mentioned like being at New York Fashion Week and, you know, you were kind of turned off by the superficiality. And my mom used to say that all the time. She's like, I couldn't deal with those people. <laughs> she just, and she was from New York and yeah, she's like, man, this not, this not my vibe. Yeah, she like, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, it wasn't her vibe. And, um, and that was just because she really valued authenticity and, mm-hmm. and she was a really like humble and she didn't like to put on a facade. She wanted to be mm-hmm. herself, but mm-hmm. you are now elevating your business where you are doing fashion shows. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Miami is a big, mm-hmm. a pretty big fashion, you know, hub. Um, so how are you navigating that? Oh, yeah. Um, so the first, year we went to Miami Swim Week as visitors um, and it was transformational. We mm-hmm. have footage of us just like discussing that experience because when we're, I mean, we're in landlocked Atlanta, like yeah, <laughs> nobody cares about resort no. wear here. No. Um, no. You know, it's all street wear, which is great and fantastic in and of itself, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, what we do is kind of like it's kind of like we were creating in a vacuum and we didn't yeah. know that like oh this is something that people care about like we had an idea but we didn't know until we went to Miami swim week the first time that there's an industry for this where people mm-hmm. will pay for this where people you know like everybody is dressed up accordingly in the in the in the style and like it's taken seriously um and so that felt that felt like a, a good validation because again, when you're like creating in a vacuum, you're kind of like, "Am I just doing this for myself?" Which is fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. make some money, money. Yeah, uh, yeah. You still got to run a business, yeah. right? So going to Miami Swim Week let us know. Okay, there's a business here. There is an industry for this here, um, and. The shows that we went to, they were pretty diverse. I would say when I was interning 10 years ago, that was not something that people cared about. Um, Diversity in color Mm -hmm. or diversity in body type or anything like that. 
Um, Which is wild because you weren't interning that long ago. That's right. What less than within ten years, which is right. wild to me. Yeah. So uh, the fashion industry has changed mm-hmm. a lot within that time frame of like what they're showing. I'm also yeah. looking at Harper's Bazaar magazine. Um, we get them now, but I, who who reads magazines? But we get them now, and I was just like looking through them, and it was like black and brown models, like at the beginning of the book, and I was like, "Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, wow." So, um, but it's good; it's a good thing. And so the shows that we went to, like we saw, like it was very diverse. Um, the people who were showing clothing, the designers were diverse, and so again, it kind of really felt um kismet that like this is the part of the industry that we're supposed to be in there are people that look Mm. like us there are people doing the things that we do um that care about the same things that we care about so it made it um easier for us to do that to become a part of that industry yeah um i have like a facet to this year with us having our first show um that was a whole, it's a whole thing. I really don't want to tell that super long story because I don't want to. Yeah, it's okay. It but it's okay. Uh, we started fundraising for this show at the beginning of the year. And we really had no idea how we were going to have a fashion show. Um, yeah. Literally up until the month before our fashion show. I mm. just knew, we knew that regardless if we were going to have a fashion show or not, we were going to go to Miami. We were going to mm. take clothes there and just try to be visible as much as we could. Um, so throughout the whole year, I was working on these new designs. Um, something that I learned by at my job was digital pattern making. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I didn't go to school for pat- for pattern making. So this, this, this skill I learned completely at work. Um, yeah. And this collection is the first collection that I pretty much made all on my own. Um, wow. from digital I mean I didn't sew it but from the right, <laughs> from right the design yeah 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 to like the print and I did some sewing though I did do mm-hmm. some sewing but for the most <laughs> part it I did the entire project myself um so I've been working on it for a long time and when we got the opportunity to have a fashion show we were excited and they were really accommodating to us pretty much everything we asked of them they gave us um there was only one thing so we asked if we could have our own models because we have people who represent the brand um yeah. or who have who have modeled for us before and mm-hmm. are on our website like your sister yes um <laughs> and they said that was fine and we were asking Marlene and um, mm-hmm. our other Marlene. models if they wanted mm-hmm. to be involved. And they said yes. And then we got a call from our director. So the hotel is putting on this fashion show. They're basically kind of the sponsor. They're using it in their branding and promotion. And they told um, us that we couldn't have any bus size models. So that was like the first. What? Yeah. That was the first that was the kind of like a really big bummer <laughs> because I was like, this is crazy. But it was also like, was Miami. Yeah, but they, and other, people were. other productions do have plus size models. Pretty much every other production does have plus size models. So it's not unheard of. It's not something new, but it was something that this hotel required of the production 
That is so wild that they care that much. They're not even, it's a hotel. Okay, I'm sorry. Now I know why you say it was a long story. Cause yeah. I, I'm about to get mad. No, I was, <laughs> I was pissed. I was pissed. Yeah. Um, and I had to like relay that information. And it was, it was, it hurt because like, I'm, I mean, I'm not plus, but I'm curvy. Like, and I design yeah. for curvy people. <laughs> yeah. You've been doing that since your inception. And Marlene has been, yeah, she's with been you a part of years. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's been a fit model. I mean, yeah, she's been a part of that. I've bounced ideas off of her. Like, do you think this will work? Like, because uh, that's my customer base. Like, yeah, exactly. um, it's curvy women. So that really pissed me off. But at this point we're locked in and it's an opportunity that we wouldn't have otherwise. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't just, you know, back down um, because of that. But that is something that I'd say would be my neck. That was the negative experience of yeah. working within that industry of, in mm-hmm. Miami. But otherwise, everything else was was cool. But it was crazy because um, I love our models. Like they all did a really good job. Yeah. They were all really tiny. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I made yeah. clothes <laughs> for yeah. My, for current yeah. people. <laughs> so yeah, no, I like, get that. I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to make this work, but we did. Um, but yeah, yeah, they were all super, super tiny. And yeah. And that's something that, um, and you know, this is someone who watches, you mentioned Harper's Bazaar, made me think about when we were younger, my mom always looked forward to the, to the fall edition of Vogue because mm-hmm. it was like the bigger one mm-hmm. and she was just go through and just love looking at the clothing stuff like that so when you mentioned that i was like oh that's another moment but you know a lot of the designers i think of like christian siriano mm-hmm. a lot of his clients he uh, are plus size celebrities yeah. Yeah. but then when you see his shows he generally uses you know the more you know yeah. thinner yeah. models yeah right but but he's also done a good job of his marketing um, people seeing that he can make clothes for um, Leslie um, Jones and, mm-hmm. you know, Tamar and this mm-hmm. and that person, right? And even somebody, I think he's done a couple things for Lizzo too, mm-hmm. right? So like, so that drives his business and you all are very visible, which mm-hmm. is why I was so surprised that they told you that because if they had done their, they had, they cared to look at you, mm-hmm. you and your product, they would have saw that you mm-hmm. all consistently have marketed to curvier women so mm-hmm. but i like that you were saying that you found your home and i think even though you didn't enjoy the experience in new york per se um there probably was like an underlining trust that one day you would be able to either get a little bit more comfortable with you know not the greatest parts of the industry mm-hmm. or find a space where you can be yourself within the industry because the fashion industry is extremely it's small, but it's big at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that you were able to, you didn't get discouraged and that you were able to find your home, you mm-hmm. know? So that's and I'm beautiful. glad we went before, before we just were like, oh, this is something that exists. Let's try to have fast shows. Like, no, let's go. Let's check it out. Let's check out the vibes, you know, make sure that it's a space that we want to be in. Because again, I, I think it really inspired and helped us create mm-hmm. that goal um to be there because it is mm-hmm. it's really it's the largest um 
swim week in the world. They have in them the everywhere, but it is the I largest know. one in the world. So. That is so huge. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, that is amazing. I was I'm yeah. still super proud of you. Okay, two more questions. One's a really quick one because you said in the beginning you were coming off of your inspiration from the Barbie movie. So I'm just curious, like, without sharing too much, like, what? how did the Barbie movie inspire you? <laughs> Oh, well, I haven't seen it. it. So the Barbie movie made me look up the Barbie fashion design game. And gotcha. I, boy, I was like, oh my God, that's probably why I wanted to be a fashion designer because I was playing that game. And oh, I, was- I got it. With it. But also the Barbie movie. Oh my God, it's so sick. The clo- the costume design is really? so sick. If I could, if I could or maybe in the future like pivot uh-huh. careers it would be in costume design um, yeah because yeah. I, love I, got... film. Uh-huh. I love film and television like it's like my hobby right now so yeah I think about it in a work way but like yeah costuming the barbie yeah. i'm just so mad because there's so much um merch and like uh marketing and uh what do you call it branding or whatever with mm-hmm. barbie but like none of it looks like the movie <laughs> like, yeah i want the stuff that's that's in the movie yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i uh i'm gonna i'm gonna look up who their uh their fashion their um director, costume designer uh, costume designer was yeah I, jacqueline bernard something with the b bernard, jacqueline b. b i'm gonna check that out um my favorite is ruth carter <laughs> she oh, just we, me and Ruby went to um, a fashion event, and there was mm-hmm. Ruth Carter wasn't there, but there were people who knew her um, mm-hmm. that we met, mm-hmm. and um, we met the costume designer who works on like BMF, like all of the mm-hmm. basically all because Atlanta is a big film city now, so there's it a is. lot of um, yeah, a lot going on. And at, through my job, I've done some work on shows because they come mm-hmm. in and they need stuff at the last mm-hmm. minute mm-hmm. um i worst recently worked with um mona and missy's team that was a whole thing really <laughs> yes wow. so it's been this is closed missy has outfits no like it's, <laughs> oh, so cool so i love i love um like I said, I've, I'm really inspired by like film and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the costume design and Barbie was was crazy, and I, they did the Barbie movie did inspire kind of like the pinks in the collection. Like I said, it's crazy because I was I was already going that route because yeah. I had some some photographs, and then usually my my coworker says that she feels like creatives were were kind of always like on the same wavelength. Yeah, so like. Uh, Pantone has a color of the year mm-hmm. and I had already picked my colors in December-ish and then mm-hmm. the color of the year came out and it's like magenta so I was I was already on trend and then the Look market we came in Look at that. and I can definitely see I feel like we are you know putting it you know you know into God's you know ears about you being working in tv and film even more I can totally uh, see you doing yeah. that and that's so good okay so my last question is um just a piece of advice you would like to share um to anyone who is um i want to go specifically 
into the fashion and design industry because um, it is a tough industry to tap into. I, I know from what I saw with my mom and her friends. So what's a piece of advice for someone who's looking to get into it? Or maybe they've been working on it for a while and they're kind of like in that middle kind of where mm-hmm. you are. Like mm-hmm. what's, what's some advice you would give? Um, I would say just start. You have to start somewhere. You can always change things. Um, I mm-hmm. said this, I did like a mini talk um, at convention last year mm-hmm. and I, because of the industry that I work in, um, mm-hmm where I help other brands come Mm -hmm. to fruition and bring things to market. Like the one thing I always see is people just being afraid to post, afraid Mm -hmm. to, you know, make that website afraid to, and Mm -hmm. it's like, you literally just have to start. Um, That's the main thing. And once you start, you just go from there. Again, we talked about all the different pivots we made as a brand. Um, We're constantly changing things. Even if a customer sees something and they order it, I'm going to change it even in the process of it being made just to make sure that it looks perfect. So you can always change things. Um, Another thing, too, that I'm learning and trying to stay focused on is that there's an audience for everybody and your audience will find you. Um, Yes, that's a big one. (laughs) Yes. There's so many designers and I mean obviously coming off of Miami and just like there'll be people that I've never heard of before I'll go on their page they have like millions of followers you just it's and it constantly happens and so to me anyway like I'm like I've never heard of this person I go on their page and it's just like oh they got all this I'm meeting other business owners never heard of their brand before but they got hundreds of thousands of followers like just because you're not you know Kylie Jenner is not wearing you doesn't mean yeah. that there's not an audience Absolutely. for you. So Absolutely. there's a mar- there's room for everybody. I know everyone says a competitive industry. It is, but there's, there's market for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And what, that's so true. And that's why being your authentic self is important because mm-hmm. it allows people to meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. But there is, there people will come to you. And, and the other thing about fashion is like, um, it, like I can buy, you know, some Rumi and then I can go buy, you know, some, um, J J Bolin, mm-hmm. you know, or, or mm-hmm. somebody else, you know, like I have, I have the ability to have multiple things in my closet. So I, I, I always feel like competition is a scarcity mindset and I, yes. I like to live in abundance. So yeah i'm so proud of you i know i've said this like thank you no i really just, appreciate it i'm so <laughs> proud i was feeling myself well up as you were talking <laughs> so you are not allowed to cry <laughs> no, <laughs> but no um thank you so much for having me and yes yeah you, you have been a pivotal part of my success you know it's i pretty sure i knew your mom was an artist um yeah who gave me some of her stuff we did um, and I still, I'm sure I still have some of it. So, I mean, the spirit is with me. Like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody is like, it's all meant to be, you know, and yeah. you've been pivotal in making me become the woman that I am today. So thank you for that. Um, and thank you for sharing me. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, of course. Oh my God, that that I'm gonna share that with my sister because 
my sisters because my mom did have um, a really strong spirit and it's, I forgot that I had given you that stuff. Yes, you so did. So when you were sharing everything and I saw the connection, it's just... <sighs> Okay, well, I'm going to Can you, can you, that was her. Yes, I want you to get a tissue. Can you share like where people can find you? Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all so of your, um, my social, my Rooney is my clothing line. I don't know if I even said that. Um, you did, you did. And I said it's clothing too. line. Um, it, our Instagram is Rooney ATL. And because we're ATL girls, but we do resort wear. So we got to let people know. Um, and, my personal Instagram, which you can find me just kind of talking about the process. I'm trying to do more like process posts and, yeah. you know, less selling, but just letting people know, you know, what it is and what it is to, to do this because it is a lot of work is um, my first name, Symphony with a C and an I at the end instead of an S and a Y, Shanae, S-H-E-N-A-E. That's my personal Instagram. And then we have like YouTube. It's like at Rooney ATL or at Rooney Boutique on TikTok. And mm-hmm. can you share stuff. Ruby's Ruby's? Cause she also, yes. she, she does a really good job of like showing the, uh, how to wear. The, yeah, how to wear. Yeah. And she's really a pivotal part of the business. Like I say all the time, again, my, I make pretty things, but I do not know how to put them together. So that. <laughs> <laughs> that is where the stylist comes in she helps like she's the one that made that fashion show look so good and and um like the order in which the clothing came out the way that the pieces were put together all the accessories so you know she's really pivotal in that side of the business i'm just here making sure that the clothes look right but <laughs> Well, I definitely um, tell her I'll be reaching out to her very soon because I, sure. I, I want I want people to see, you know, both sides of the magic. And I found her her Instagram. It's uh, Style yes. X Ruby Jasmine. But I'm yep. gonna put all of um, everyone's um, socials and websites in the show notes and um, on YouTube. I'll put I'll link it all below. But thank you, Symphony. And I have to say, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've I've come to Atlanta at least three or four times in the last couple of years, and I I'd be like, oh, I don't really want to see nobody. <laughs> and it's kind it. of the same like vacation thing. It's just like yeah. it becomes a lot. But I but yeah. I, I the next time I'm there, I really need to. We need to link up for sure. And okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. always. I'm gonna say I'm always here because I'm not. But <laughs> I'm on vacation of some sort. Um, no, for the most part, I'm here. I'm working. So just let me know and I'll make time. You know me. Whenever somebody says, hey, Symphony, let's hang out, I usually make time. So. Yeah, you are. You are. You are for sure. Well, thank you so much. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching us. And have a good day. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye.